a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. We absolutely love it. So if you've got your Bible with you and you want to put your hand up, so I'm sure someone will give you a high five who's next door, especially if they haven't got a Bible and they want to look over your shoulder. You know, so, so we, we just absolutely, we, we love, this, we love um, this word. We love God's words. We believe that he divinely inspired it and that everything in the Bible is true. That was one, that was one of the things that... Um, uh, my my youngest daughter Amelie, she's three. When uh, when she was at the North Camp with us uh, over the summer, the the main thing she came back saying was, "Everything in the Bible is true." And but but it is it's hundred percent. This is what this is this is what we believe. And and you know we're we're coming off the back of um, uh, how how many weeks? Five five weeks? Five weeks of um, uh, hearing about the values of this church and and the, what we what we're talking about today is is totally linked in with um with the values that we've heard about we love god's word we love his presence and um and we we love to worship him we believe that there's a whole world that needs to know his his good news amen so so if you have got your Bibles with you, um, uh, why don't you turn with me to uh, 1 Corinthians 14. Um, and I just want to give you a little bit of... Man, we've got loads to get through today. Um, uh, and uh, I just want to give you a little bit of, of context. Um, uh, so, we're in the New Testament. Okay, so that means that Jesus has come. Okay, he's lived his life. He's been executed. Um He's been buried, and he's risen again. So he's risen again. Yeah, that's more like it. Someone is happy with that. So um, no, that, that that's fine. If you if you hear something that um that I say that that you're happy with that you agree with, feel free to whoop and holler and cheer or at least nod uh, or smile. Uh, but it, um, cause, because do you know what this is all good news what we're hearing this morning is good news and it's okay to get happy about it this morning so, so anyway so, so um, Jesus has, has died and he's risen again Woo-hoo! yes and, um, and then he's, he's hung around for a few more days and then he's just he's left a small bunch of mates and he's just said just wait, just wait for the Holy Spirit. He's coming. He is coming. And sure enough, at Pentecost, and we read about this in Acts, beginning of Acts, um, the Holy Spirit comes, and he transforms this kind of questioning and scared and, and not particularly intelligent bunch of, bunch of people into a charismatic and dynamic church that just becomes the talk of the town and people from loads of nations who are in Jerusalem at the time get to hear about um, get to hear about the good news of 
Jesus in their, in their own language um, because the, the gift of tongues is, is given, at that, uh, given at that time. And then, and then they, they take the good news back to wherever they came from and, and, and the church grows and grows and grows to thousands of people. And, and actually it gets so big that, that the establishment, the, the Jewish establishment at the time, kind of, um, well, doesn't kind of, it persecutes them hard. Okay? Particularly a guy called Saul does this. He goes right out. It's not just persecution. This is killing um, disciples, killing Christians because they, they believe in Jesus. And, and um, the Jewish establishment saw this as really dangerous, really dangerous to the beliefs. Um, so... Do you know what? My, my stopwatch hasn't started. I think I've got the first what, 10 minutes for free there. That's brilliant. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll start now. Um, still hasn't started. So he then, it's not even starting, so I'm, I'm just going to go. I have no idea how long I'm going to go on for this morning, so it will probably be this afternoon. Anyway, uh, anyway um, so he, uh, Saul persecutes um, these Christians, and then he sees Jesus in a vision. He meets Jesus in a vision. And all of a sudden, he goes from being the great persecutor to the apostle. The, the, the main, one of, well, one of the main guys, the main guy who plants churches, builds churches, encourages churches, keeps them on the right line, um, brings instruction to, and, and, and just generally has a, has a great time brings freedom to churches. This is, this is what Paul does. And right here, in, uh, we're reading in um, 1 Corinthians, is actually a letter that he writes to a church in Corinth, in, in modern-day Greece. Um, Corinth is a city of about 750,000 people at the time. So about three, about three times the size of Derby. Okay? Real, real trade center, real... Um, shipping center, um, lots of people in and out, and um, uh, and actually loads of Greek gods that people are worshiping, loads of immorality, loads of vice um, there in in this city, and and this is where a church is planted, and and Paul writes so that you see this this church has kind of gone off piste. Well, a lot, actually. It, it's kind of gone off of the track that it should be. And Paul, in this letter, this is the first of his letter to the church in Corinth, um, he, he, this is a real letter of instruction. This is a real kind of, you need to do this because you are going way off where you should be. So so what, we, what we're reading here is, is actually Paul's word to them, kind of trying to direct them back on track and, track and soon after this he comes to comes to visit them so um, if, look, if there's one thing I know is that God answers prayer we've got loads to hear about this morning um, my my Bible titles this section as the gift of prophecy and of tongues um, we've heard a lot of prophecy already this morning um, and and I just I'm aware that you'll be hearing this. You'll be hearing me saying, "Well, yeah, gift of prophecy and of tongues." And actually, there'll be some some of us, some of you amongst us this morning, who will be thinking, "Oh, does he have to talk about this?" Your eyes are literally rolling at this moment, okay? And I, 
I just want, I'm really excited about this word. I'm really excited about all the prophecies that we heard this morning. That was just amazing to worship with, with you guys this morning and, and hear God's word um, brought to us so personally. But, but what I want to do now is just, is just pray that he gives me the words to communicate this well. Okay, so let, let, let's just pray together. Lord, I want to thank you for, for this word that you've spoken to the church in Corinth. And you've also spoken to us. Lord, I thank you for bringing this word to fruition. And, and Lord, we just we ask that you would uh, speak through me to us this morning. Lord, help us to attend. Help us to, to uh, pay attention to your word. And, and Lord, what, whatever blockages there are, whatever anxieties there are about... Um, uh, about this subject matter, Lord, I pray that your word would break through. I pray that your word would um, would would push through those those blockages and actually bring such freedom and breakthrough. Lord, we we pray for your hand upon us this morning. In your name, we pray. Amen. So we're we're gonna hear a bit and then um, I want to make some time at the end for us to to actually uh, pray for to receive these gifts pray to use these gifts so um, so we'll be coming back into more of a worship context as we do um, right let's let's read 1 Corinthians 14 it's about time I got on with it you know um, for first things first follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts now you might think we haven't got on to the main thing yet but actually these things are really important that first sentence really important that we that we'll come back to to remember that um, especially the gift of prophecy for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God indeed no one understands him he utters mysteries with his spirit but everyone who prophesies speaks to men, speaks to people, for their, for their strengthening, encouragement and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, that means builds up himself. Um, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I'd like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I'd rather have you prophesy. He, um, he who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in, in tongues unless he interprets so that the church may be edified may be built up. Okay, this is the, the, the first part of um, Paul's teaching on, on these specific gifts of, of tongues and prophecy. And we haven't got time to read the whole section, but I just want to, I want this morning to be really practical. I, I want it to kind of, I want you to, to hear um, what Paul is like practically directing the church in Corinth on. And also, I just want to bring some of my experience in this as well, because I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we, we didn't have any um, publicly brought tongues this morning. Tongue, tongues is just another word for languages. Um, it's and it's just a, a gift, essentially a gift of languages that um, that the Holy Spirit gives us to bring thanks to God. Okay, so we we had we had some people bringing it. Um, uh, kind of privately bringing it on on their own as they're worshiping, but no one came to the front and and brought a tongue out. Now that's that's okay, but um, but I just want to tell you kind of a little bit about what it is because 
not all that long ago. <laughs> I, well, actually, it probably was a long time ago now, thinking about it. Um, Jesus saved me when I was 18. And for a few years, I just kind of uh, you know, got to know him, got to know his word. right? And, and then I heard people speaking in tongues. I heard prophecy. And I thought, it just sounds stupid. Like, tongues just sound crazy. All right? I, I, I didn't like the idea of them. You know, Paul speaks about a whole load of spiritual gifts um, in, in 1 Corinthians 12. Gift of faith, yeah, everyone likes a gift of faith, right? Gift of wisdom, that sounds like a good thing to have, okay? But um, the, the gift, I could even be convinced of the, the merit of gift of healing, and, um, and miraculous powers, but gift, the gift of tongues, it just sounded, it just sounds so crazy. God, I've, I've worked hard to get through university and, and show people how clever I am. Do I have to now start doing this thing, where uttering words that I don't even understand? Now, this isn't actually an unbiblical principle, because... I, I, was de- I was definitely thinking along the lines of, look, the gift of tongues was given at Pentecost. It was given when the Holy Spirit came upon the people, um, the, the believers in Jerusalem, and it came with a specific, um, for the specific purpose of breaking, uh, breaking out of the, the confines of Jerusalem and actually spreading the good news further and further, so it came as a kind of aid to share the the gospel with uh, across international boundaries. Yeah, now that that is true. That the, the um, gift of tongues was given for that. You look in Acts two eight, um, people of all languages heard the uh, the gospel sp- spoken in their own in their own uh, language. Okay, but that doesn't quite tell. The whole story. Jesus himself, well, even just even in the same crowd at Pentecost, just a few verses on in verse 13. You, you look, you look at what it says, and, and actually, pe- people thought that some of the believers just sounded drunk, sounded foolish, sounded unintelligible. Why were they speaking like that? Jesus himself, in Mark 16, says that. Um, that his believers will speak in new languages, not ones that are already known, but will speak in, in new languages, and and other signs will accompany accompany them as well. Um, so, I look, I was very much of the mind that the, the gift of tongues didn't sound quite right. And I, w- I would have been quite happy for God to give me other gifts of the Spirit and not tongues. Thank you very much. But um, well, let's let's look at what Paul says about it in in uh, to the Corinthian church. I think uh, is it in verse 23 um, where he says, "Look, if if you're all speaking in tongues and a visitor comes in and you're just speaking in tongues for your entire meeting." Yeah, they're just going to think you are out of your mind, literally out of your mind. If someone walks in here and all you're doing is speaking in tongues, 
um, for the entire meeting. He, sa he says himself, you wouldn't be that happy if I came and uh, I, you know, I came to visit you and you know, traveled these hundreds of miles to come and visit you and bring instruction. And actually, all I did was speak in tongues because all I'm doing at that moment is, is speaking between me and God. This is a really important thing. That this is this is what tongues are is a, is a is a language between that the Holy Spirit gives between us and God. And to say that people are out of their minds isn't actually that far from the truth. Because Paul goes on to say in in this passage that as I pray, my mind is unfruitful. My my spirit's praying in tongues, but my mind is unfruitful. Now I I have. Um, been washing dishes, okay, and praying and and praying in tongues at the same time. Now I'm I'm not much of a multitasker, right? Um, just just ask my wife. I really am not much of a multitasker. My daughter was reading us a story that she'd written yesterday um, about some dog that found a hole in the wall that led through to Dogland. But the but the news was on at the same time, and I couldn't constant, I couldn't zone out one you know both voices, and I couldn't like pay attention to just one. So I ended up with this really confused picture of this dog going into Dogland and and hearing about the Syrian protests and the Euro devaluing, and and <laughs> because I just I couldn't I couldn't concentrate on just one of these things. I, I don't know how crazy dog I mean do, actually to be fair Dogland is probably quite a crazy place anyway full of squeaky toys and stuff. But, but look, I, I couldn't concentrate on just one of those things. I, the, the depths of my conversational incompetence when the television or the radio is on, is, you just wouldn't believe. But I can do things like do the dishes and just pray, and pray in tongues, right? So, so I'm, I'm there just washing it, oh, it needs a bit more clean. And I'm, and I'm just, just doing that, okay? Now, as I have prayed, actually I get a sense, I, it can start off with my mind being unfruitful, but the more I pray and the more I, I kind of carry on praying in tongues, actually, God lays things on my heart as I do it okay now th this is me sort of speaking personally but but let's let's use the the bible as our as our um guide here okay so it's possible for the for initially for the mind to be unfruitful whilst whilst the spirit is praying okay but as as you engage and as you press in and as you keep praying actually god begins to give well, it's certainly given me a sense of things to pray for um, th with a real urgency, you know, that I, f that I found out afterwards, wow, you, you know, that was exactly the right moment to intercede. They were exactly the right people. That was exactly the right situation. God really just bypassed my, my thoughts to actually help me pray into his will and the things that he uh, wanted to do. So, you know, sometimes we, we just don't know what to pray. We don't know what to kick off with, but actually, um, but the Spirit comes and, and, and actually guides us in that. But, I mean, how many, how many times have you been in a situation where you have seen something that you know needs prayer, you know you need to speak to God on, but actually 
you haven't got a clue where to start. Hands up. Yeah? Keep your hands up if that's the kind of thing that actually you see on a daily basis. Your hands should be up if you watch the news at all or, or, or you see illness on a daily basis. Or, yeah? This is actually really, this is um, a really important thing where actually we're faced with something so huge that you, our hearts go, yeah, I should, I should talk to God about this. I, sh- I, should, I should engage with him on this. But actually, I just don't even know where to start. I haven't, I haven't got a clue what to say. There's a kind of privacy to this whole idea of speaking in tongues. Where, I mean, if you, if you look at what Jesus, how Jesus tells us to pray, he says, in, in Matthew 6, you know, when you pray, don't be like, don't be like the hypocrites who, like the actors who stand on a stage and save their best prayers for Sunday morning so that everyone will hear me. Because they'll get the reward in full just by everyone seeing them and hearing them. I'm paraphrasing at the moment. but And, and also don't, don't try and just give your best constructed, beautifully poetic prayers either. Because it's not like you're going to convince God that it's a good idea. Yeah, I, I find myself doing this sometimes. Actually, sort of pr- praying for something. It's always when I'm praying for something big. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm praying for something big. And, and I'm like, God, it would be a great testimony to your love for this person. Or, or I'd love to be able to share this testimony with my, with my, with my colleagues if, if you just did this. It's not like God doesn't know that. He, he's fully aware of, of, what, uh, of how good he is, yet he doesn't need convincing, does he? You know, my, my kids don't come to me and say, Oh, Daddy, how we know of your strength, and we know of the hours that you toil at work to bring finances into our family, and e- even after your socially-minded taxes have been paid and daddy is a as a testament to your great love for us would you and even even unto the abundance of our refrigerator would you please in your graciousness give us a drink that we may be hydrated to our satisfaction and our metabolisms metabolisms may not give up so that not for us daddy but for you, that you may enjoy our ongoing life as we do not die of thirst. They don't come to me like that. They, do, they, they know that whatever, they don't have to get past the word thirsty before I'll give them a drink. Because we don't just talk once a week. We share stuff all the time. They are my kids. They live in my house. I know them. I love them. They don't have to say any more than 
I have thirst, Daddy, I'm thirsty. Before I'll give them what they need. You know, I'm, I'm a speech therapist, okay? We're talking about languages and tongues. Let, let me tell you a little bit about what I know. What, what I le- in fact, what I learned in my first term at university. It was a, in 1934, a chap called Lev Vygotsky um, in the Soviet Union wrote a book called Language and Thought. And he said, well, he probably said it all in Russian, so I won't say it like that, but but he said he basically talked about these concepts of how the mind develops psychologically in babies as they are learning language. Okay, and you know you think about a baby; they probably don't speak for the first uh, 12, 18 months. Okay, like before before they utter a single word. Doesn't mean that nothing's going on in their head. Okay, but things are kind of you know, they've got a lot to get over. They've got a lot to kind of understand that things don't just disappear when, when you drop them out of view and, and stuff like that. They're making a lot of sense. They, they're beginning to understand who mummy and daddy are. And, and then they start to get words. So their, their cognitive development, their thinking development has been relatively slow up until this point. And then they get words and they begin to scaffold these ideas, and, and their thinking development goes up with their language development. So things have been going all, along like this, and then they get words, and the thinking just goes up and up and up, because thinking, uh, thinking with words, rather than just these vague feelings, uh, allows you to kind of plan and uh, make sense of the world better and reason with yourself and, <laughs> and construct ideas about how the world works. But you know what the problem problem is, Romans 11, that God doesn't quite fit in to those constructs. He doesn't quite fit in to the words that we, that we have to, to kind of contain our thoughts about him. He doesn't fit in to that box. Romans 11 says, um, uh, oh, how great the depth of the riches no oh the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of god how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out who has known the mind of the lord or who has been his counselor god just doesn't really fit in to the words that we want to use even when jesus was was walking this earth and sharing talking about the kingdom of heaven, he, was, he kept saying, it's like this. It's like this. He, he couldn't really give an accurate description of what heaven is like and what God is, is without using the word like because we had to understand it somehow. Our words just kind of fall short when it comes to describing him. His magnificence. His greatness. Our words just can't quite contain it. That's where tongues can be really helpful because they can't. They're there to bypass the constructs that we have, the, the way that we think about God, and actually, it's just our spirit communicating with Him in a thanksgiving way. But also. Tongues are really helpful 
when you're faced with the depth of suffering that you don't even understand, when there aren't words to describe that. Now, tongues are a thanksgiving thing. They're always praising God. But if you're bringing stuff that you just can't understand, you want God to act in, you are trusting in his sovereignty, and it's it's okay to pray in tongues for things that, because you're bringing situations that you just can't describe to him. It helps, tongues help us to, um, to describe the tension between what Jesus said is, you know, time is coming and has now come. Something that's, that's here, but hasn't quite arrived. Paul says at the, at the end of 1 Corinthians 13, he says that um, now we just see in a, in, in a reflection, like a, a rubbish mirror, but then we will see face to face and kind of understanding that that tension, the depth of sufferings that we see and and the the pain that we live with sometimes, but the constancy of his promises. That is hard to explain sometimes. And that's what tongues can help us do. They can help us in the private time. Jesus says that just close your door spend time with your father who sees the things that are unseen and just bring it bring it raw just tell him how you are feeling because he's big enough to cope with it Psalm 50 tells us this. Psalm 50 says, again, I'll, I'll paraphrase it, but the psalm is talking prophetically um, about how God feels when people bring uh, sacrifices to him. And God's saying, this was in the time where they were bringing like, um, animal sacrifices, blood sacrifices. He's like, I don't it's not like I'm God saying I'm not hungry. I don't need you to kill a bull for me to eat. I am God. I did make everything. What I care about is the sacrifice that it is to you. God says to us right now that I don't care about the actual prayer that you pray. I don't care about the form of it. I, you know, look, I, I created Shakespeare. I know a thing or two about words. I created Churchill. I know a thing or two about how to bring a speech. Oh, you're bringing a song? Hey, I made Mozart and Beethoven and the Beatles. Yeah, I know a thing or two about music as well. I don't care about the, the way that you sing or the way that you construct your prayer or the, way that you, or the words that you use. I care that you mean it. I care that you bring it as you feel it. I care that you know my sovereignty. But don't bring any pretense to this. Just bring it as bring it as you are. Bring it as you feel. And again, tongues help helps us to articulate that. In private, you might 
speak in tongues and then and then as God lays something on your heart or, help, or gives you a sense of it, you might switch into, switch into speaking in your own language, in, in, in English or, or whatever. But God says, bring it as you feel it. I, I just want you to come from where you are. I want this to be a sacrifice of where you are. And you, some of the words that we had about, Matt, that, that you brought, um, the, the prophecy about, People are holding back because actually this is the right thing to do. You know, I come I come to church to, know, to to meet with God, and you know, I I can't be a burden on anybody. I can't cry in front of anybody here. You know what? We're we're just family. Okay, actually, it is okay to do that, and actually, God would much rather that you didn't bring a song that you just oh it's happy day oh yeah we'll sing happy day yeah he do, he, he doesn't actually care about that. He wants you to bring it from the heart. He cares. He, he looks on what your heart is and how it's doing. In Romans 8, again, we had, we had a... You got really close to the... You got... I thought you were going to steal my verses here, Dash, when when you brought that, um, which is which is which is great. I, I just, you know I love it when when I come to church with with a with a preach to you know a word to bring to you, and actually, you know we're talk, we're talking about prophecy this morning, and there were loads of prophecies, and we're talking about some of the the um, the verses that I'm going to bring, and you know Dash pretty much brought them. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Romans 8, 26 to 27 also says this, says this. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes. He gets alongside us and, pre- and um, for us through wordless groans. And he who, ser- he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit who's praying for us. We're, we're praying in the Spirit when we're praying in tongues. Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So when you don't know what to pray for, there is praying in tongues is actually a great way to just know that you're praying in the will of God. I've, I've been so many times where I've been, should I pray? This is a terrible situation, but should I pray for this or should I pray for that? Your will be done. Shut up, and just carry on praying in tongues. And as I as I do that, actually, sometimes I get a sense of what more of what I should be praying for. So, you might have guessed that I've probably moved a little bit from thinking that tongues are rubbish and sound stupid to actually being quite convinced of eagerly desiring them. just to share with you a little bit about how that happened. <coughs> Quite a few times of prayer. I was aware that I should... Uh, I was aware of needing to eagerly desire it first. And prayed for it and nothing happened. Paul, Paul talks about the laying, of, laying on of hands and that's quite important. And prayed to receive it and 
nothing happened. I went to wow, one church I went to, I went, as I'd just finished university, I went to say what the name is. It wasn't this one. It wasn't in Derby. There was a, uh, if you haven't, if you don't speak in tongues, put your hands up. Someone come pray for you. So someone comes and prays for me, right? Weirdness, totally, right? He's speaking to my chest and flicking it like this as he's praying. I promise you, when we pray later on, no one's going to do that, okay? I was like, what are you, what are you doing? This isn't helping me. <laughs> this isn't immersing me in the Holy Spirit. And actually, I remember Graham praying for me a, a few times. And actually, we, we prayed and probably prayed with increasing faith. Faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Helps you to, it's there to overcome your doubts. Because you know that he is in control. But actually, what happened with me is just that I... I'd, I'd probably left some of these prayer times and actually think, oh, why hasn't God given me the gift of tongues? Oh, doesn't he like me? It's not, right, if you end up today, if you walk out here not speaking in tongues, okay, no one is going to think any less of you. We are a family. Paul gives, it, Paul gives certain indications that he, he says, look, gifts, one gift's given to this person, one gift's given to that person. I don't get the impression that everyone will. But actually, it's, Speaking in tongues is, from what we see, an early, it's a gift of the Spirit that is often given, often given first. There will always be some evidence of baptism in the Holy Spirit, immersion in the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 1, I think, talks about um, the Holy Spirit leaving, uh, being a deposit in, in your hearts. If you, if you put a deposit in a bank account, when you come back to it, you expect to see something there. Yeah, you expect it to, to kind of see some numbers there, not just a whole fat bunch of zeros. Yeah, you expect to see something right there. So there will be, some, there will be something. And gift of tongues is often uh, one, of, one of the main, uh, one of the early gifts that, that people are given. And that's, that's what we'll pray for in just a short while. I want to, uh, we're really short on time. I want to just quickly talk about prophecy as well. I'm not, I'm not going to do prophecy nearly as much justice as I've done tongues, but just, just bear with me as, as we do this. Look, prophecies come in all kinds of ways and forms. Okay, so what we heard, a lot of what we heard this morning in worship, okay, was prophetic. Okay? So, we spoke about tongues being a um, kind of Godward thanksgiving. Yeah? Prophecy is, is from God to us. It's reflecting his heart to us. Okay? It comes in all kinds of ways. So, look, some people brought uh, scripture this morning, okay? Prophecy will always agree with the Bible, 
Okay, if you get a sense of God giving you something to bring, yeah, it will agree with the Bible, I guarantee you. If you're hearing from God, it will, it will agree with the Bible. Yeah, if it doesn't, just drop it immediately. It's not, it's not from God. So it's okay to come and talk to someone about it and go, look, I, I thought I was hearing this. I thought God was giving me this. And I know it doesn't agree with the Bible. Well, what, you know, what's, go, what's going on here? Yeah, it's, it's okay to talk about that. But, but um, it will agree with the Bible. So step one, know your Bibles. But don't think that you have to read the whole thing and remember the whole thing before you bring something prophetic, okay? Because actually in the context of um, the church, there are always, there's, there's always someone leading the meeting that you can come and uh, talk through. With that, you can say, oh, I believe God's given me um, this scripture to share, or I believe he's given me this picture to share, and I think the picture means this. And, and actually, having someone down here at the front just means that you can talk that idea through with them and they will have a and they'll they'll be able to help weigh that and whether or not that needs to come to come to the church. It's really important that that um, in all prophecies that are brought to to the church publicly, that actually um, they are weighed and thought about and prayed about well. And, and, and it's our responsibility on hearing it to, to weigh it and think about it and, and seek God on it. Okay, so sometimes it's pictures. Okay, sometimes it's, it's passages from the Bible that, okay, you haven't thought up the words yourself, but actually God sometimes gives you a, um, a you're reading the Bible and it's like, oh, wow, no, this is for that person or this is for our church situation right now. Sometimes it's direct words for, for someone. I believe God wants to say this to you. It will always agree scripture, but again, if you, if you are not certain on it, or even, even if you are, I always recommend, certainly in a church context, you come and speak to someone about it, before, certainly before sharing anything like that publicly. Now, I, I kind of I, I want to just tell you a little bit about how how I experience God's voice. Okay, so I, this is practical. This is not me talking from the Bible, but it doesn't disagree with the Bible. Okay, I want I want you to hear um, this because because actually, for a long while, I was like, oh, it's all very well hearing about prophecy, but yeah. How do people actually hear God? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how they do it. This seems like this seems quite alien to me. Like how how do how do people hear God's voice? Now some people actually hear a voice, they actually hear or, or they see words. Okay, I I don't get that. Okay, I I want to I've got I've got some. I've got a couple of words to bring this morning, okay? Normally, as people bring words like this, they kind of, they don't tell you how God brought it to them. But I, just, I think it will be helpful to, to just share that, all right? So 
Um, the first, first word I've got is for Marco. Um, I, I don't know really your, um, really your heritage. You've got an Italian-sounding name. I guess your dad sounded a bit Italian. <laughs> uh, um, uh, your baptism and and okay, this this is what happened. Okay, so I was preparing this this preach um, at home. Um, it's everyone else has gone to bed. I'm just I'm just praying through stuff, um, and and that and I'm just thinking about um, that bit where Jesus says, "Don't be like the hypocrites," and and so kind of my voice is getting all theatrical and it ends up sounding Italian. And I say, "Why God, do you make my voice sound Italian?" Okay, and actually, as I say that, as I as I say the word that prayer, essentially flippant as it was, I get this I get this kind of this chord striking me. It's like it's like it's like someone strikes a chord, and I just kind of feel it resound inside me. It's it's like the the word Italian that I, that I, I spoke kind of just. That, that's someone striking it, and, and then actually it resounds in, in me after. I should really get on and tell you what it is, and then I'll tell you how we got it. Um, so, so um, Mark, I, I really believe that God wants to use you in communicating a message of His grace. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's about going to Italy. It might be to an Italian community, okay? But I, re- I really think He wants to use you strongly in communicating his grace and I think the grace is an important part of it. If you think about grace is a gift, we, we heard um, Felicity bring that, bring that in a song um, earlier today that, that this gift was given for free and when, you, when you're given a gift you just say thank you. The word in Italian for thank you is grazie and, and it's very close to grace, derived from grace which is grazia. And I really believe God wants to use you in communicating that to uh, to an Italian community. Okay, so pray pray about. I've brought that publicly. Pray about that. Weigh it. Okay, I'd love to pray about that with you, um, and and that's what we'll, we'll do later on if if we can. Um, so so yeah. So God kind of strikes this chord in in me as I say the word Italian, and and. Oh, oh! This is that wasn't just a thing. That that wasn't just me going off on one. Actually, God got something for me here. It's like feeling, for me, it's like feeling an emotion right here, um, but not running, not not an emotion that I'm kind of really engaged with, not one that's uncontrollable. Paul talks about the spirit of a prophet being controlled by the prophet. Uh, he says that in 1 Corinthians 14. Okay, so so. You know, we don't just kind of get up and go, I must share this. Okay, actually, I prayed, prayed about this more. Got a picture of you as, as, as I was doing it, and, and so that's, that's what I uh, want to bring. Okay. So then I carry, I was like, oh, God, wow, you gave me a prophecy about, you know, we're talking, um, preparing for a preach that I'm speaking on prophecy. That's pretty cool. Maybe I should have thought about asking for that, asking for that earlier. And are there any, are there any more that you want me, are there any more that you want me to bring? And so I prayed in tongues about that, and 
I've got a bit of a short attention span and, and probably just went off and sort of carried on preparing the preach. But then this song came into my head. Now, so I don't get a voice. I get a bit of a jukebox sometimes. Okay, this is what I get. The Bible doesn't talk about getting a jukebox. Okay, but it doesn't. I don't see anywhere that it disagrees with with um, the voice of God coming um, in music. And so I got this song in my head, and I, I won't bless you with it now. But <laughs> but but actually, there was a real refrain in it, and I I was like, oh. Actually, mate, I thought oh, I'll, put, I'll put that on iTunes. I'll have listened to it, and then the tears just came as as I heard that song. And I, th- I said, "God, is is this for somebody? Is this some- you want someone to hear this refrain?" And and he he gave me actually a picture of um, Robin Fran. So um, I'd love to pray with with you. It's an, it's a really encouraging word, um, uh, but I'd really love to to share that with you. Um, later, um, so I, I, I hope this is helpful. Yeah, just just that you hear. This is how I experience it. I, I know that there are a lot of other people prof- working prophetically uh, in the church that well, not working prophetically, but you know who hear God probably in quite different ways. But but this this is just help, I hope this is helpful for for the way that if you if you want to know what God's voice sounds like. Okay, so look, I've spoken enough. I haven't even talked to you about the interpretation of tongues. Uh, that's really important too. If someone's brave enough to come <laughs> up and share a tongue to the church, um, let's make sure it's, in, it's interpreted and, and um, oh, it's amazing. I remember the first time I brought a tongue to, to church and, and just kind of, uh, I'd, I'd spoke it out, didn't know what to expect. And I probably, in fact, I might have even sung it out. And, and we just waited on the interpretation. It's really important that, that you make space to wait for the interpretation. The interpretation will always be a Godward thing. And I think it was Kat that brought it. And, oh, man, I was just, I was just blown away. I, and it's, it's kind of been like that every, every time that someone's brought an interpretation of, of a tongue that I, that I have. It's, wow, God, you... I, I've, my spirit's prayed this out and as I've kind of heard these words back they, they've gone in through my mind and somehow they've met up in the middle right in my heart and just oh you are so great <laughs> you are so great let's you know let's let's ask for, for more of that Paul is really in 1 Corinthians 14 he's really directing people like don't speak in tongues the entire time okay this morning we weren't speaking in tongues the entire time okay he's he says, look, if people are bringing tongues, look, just two or three, okay? But there must be an interpreter, okay? Then, then we'll pause. This morning we have prophecies. Let, let's just have a few. Let's not lose it, okay? Let's, let's really think about, let's think about um, what God's saying to us here and, and, and accept it and then, and then um, press into worship again. He says that all of these things must be done for the building up of the church. All of them. You know, when you come, yeah, someone's got a hymn and a song and, and a tongue and a revelation and a sermon. You know, all of these things got to be done for the building up of the church. Don't just concentrate on one of them. Look, so let's let's pray. Let's 
pray about this. We are, wow, so short on time. So um, musicians, if you could come up. Um, <coughs> if I brought a prophecy for you, um, I'd love to. I'd love to pray with you um, uh, privately, like here though. Um, and let, let's let's get to our. Would you stand with me? Let's just get to our feet. Look, if if anything I have said has actually done that kind of resounding thing in you where the chord has just played and something's just struck in your heart. You know, we come up, we wanna we wanna pray with you for for that. Okay. Um, if you if you don't speak in tongues, let, let's let's We'd love to pray with you about that. So we'd, if you're in a p- place where you think it's rubbish, but you might have been a little bit more convinced that actually you want to eagerly desire it, let's just pray to eagerly desire it and pray for faith and see, and see what happens. If you're, I really want to pray in tongues, but oh, I've never received it yet, let's, pr- let's pray and see what happens. Let's pray and see what God will do. Hey? You know, let, if, if, you want, if you're eager to move, uh, to, to be prophetic and bring prophecies, let's, let's just pray. Let's see what happens. Let's pray for confidence to bring that. Yeah, let, let, let's do that. So, if, could you just start playing and, I, and I'll just kind of I'll pray out a bit. Thank you. You know, this gift is given for free. And so, it, it's helpful as we, as we pray that actually... We, uh, we show that in, in a way in, in our bodies. We, we, we just hold our hands out expecting to receive a gift, <coughs> expecting to receive gifts from our Father in heaven. Lord, I thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Jesus. Holy Spirit, we love you. We say you're welcome in this place. And as the we had so many things that you've brought to us already, Lord, through these prophecies about there being a dam and blockages and are you ready for his spirit for, for your spirit to be poured out on us Lord we just want to say yeah we're, we're ready Lord would you would you come and bring your will would you come and have your way here with us because just as you brought the gift of tongues initially to break out of the confines of Jerusalem and and the confines of Israel and your and your chosen people there, Lord, you're you're bringing the gift of tongues to help us break out of the 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 physicality, the the earthliness of our language and the earthliness of our thoughts. Lord, you're coming to break break out of that. To to, to reveal mysteries and spiritual truths. Oh Jesus, would you come? I pray as we worship, as we as we sing this song. Okay, we're going to pray. And and I'll, if if the, if you want to receive the gift of 
tongues or the gift of prophecy particularly, then then please just come to the front, okay? We'd love to, Paul says it's really important to lay on hands. That's what we're going to do. We'll, we'll just we'll lay hands on you and pray and pray for you to receive these gifts, okay? So, so as, as we sing this song, don't waste time because we are way over. So just come and, and we'll just get involved. Yeah, let, let's, let's do this. We're just, we're just going to worship for a bit and pray. Let's go. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.